This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. So going back to that bottom BB, he's 18 years old. 18. I don't yeah, think I think it's an image young. suggestion. <laughs> but he's called Botty B B. Exactly. That that is the Born song. in London, so that's a good sign, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm gonna tweet him, see if he'd be interested. Botty Nazare, aka Botty B B. Oh, is he actually tweeting him? Yeah, he's tweeting him. Would you be yeah. interested in yeah. signing for Crystal Palace <laughs> FC? Ask him for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Alan. Oh, but that is just brilliant. Thank you. Um, so, Take yeah. that, Andy Gray. Scouting talent, Andy Gray. We can all do it. <laughs> For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Welcome to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Hamling, and we are back a week early to talk Pardew and Dover. With me today are Nick Gillard. Good evening. Uh, I've been away. Have I missed much? Nah, nothing's happened, mate. No changes. Things right, still okay. the same. Still got Warnock in charge. Yep, no worries. Uh, and we've also got Joe Holyoke. Hello. 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 And booing there, we also, finally, we have Alex White. Hello. Did he Alex. boo me? He booed you a little bit, mate, I'm afraid, yeah. Well, you know, these things happen. Obviously, we've um, all got, well, I think three of, all of us, in fact, have got back from uh, watching Palace at Dover what a great game that was to well watch some of it through the uh, through the terraces that's the one thing you forget with a terrace you can't see anything but uh, anyway um, we'll be talking about that match and we'll be talking about all our reaction to Alan Pardew being appointed as Palace manager uh, if you want to get in contact with the show today you can contact at HOL Radio you can go to the chat room holradio.net forward slash chat Facebook is facebook.com forward slash HOL Radio and you can email us holradio.net forward slash contact and um yeah, before we do anything else, let's have a quick visit to News in Brief. The Eagles Element. News, views and reviews on Crystal Palace. www.theeagleselement.com Hello? Hello, Davis. Chris on Hello, Radio. Chris, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Well, good. I think, I think we've gone straight live. I can't tell. I can't hear anything in the background. Hold oh, on. Cool. 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're live. We're live. I have confirmed we're live. The producer has insulted me with a series of swear words, so we're definitely back live straight away. It really didn't take very long, did it? It was just a content jingle, I swear. Uh, anyway, hello, Dave. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, anyway, you're uh, you're going to kick us off today. You've got a, I think, it's comment on on Alan Pardew. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in, in my eyes, the best possible. Uh, Thing Paris has done since he's been there. To be fair, yeah. Um, I mean, were you surprised um, that we went for him and got him so quick? I, I wasn't, but looking into it in more depth, I think it's something that Paris must have planned in the long term. Even when we got Warnock, I think Warnock was always ever going to be a temporary measure. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it. Well, in hindsight, I don't think you expected it to go as tits up as it did. Um, mm. But. To me, it kind of puts a big statement out there to all the other teams that we're actually ready to play with the big boys now. Yeah. That we, we can prize away, you know, a, a manager of Pardew's quality and calibre from a so-called big club. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Um, I mean, obviously, it show, you're saying it shows a statement of intent from from ourselves. What, what about Pardew? I mean, he, him agreeing to it. In the, sort of shows this sort of intent on his part. Do you think it was that he was that unhappy at Newcastle, or do you think he just you know, fancied the challenge. Well, I think, to be fair, a bit of both. I think he, he, he well, I think he did fancy the challenge, but I think if you hear what's in the paper and all that stuff, that, you know, his family getting threats and he can't go out for a meal and all that stuff and around Newcastle, I think he's always going to be loved at Palace. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a hero, to be fair. And, you know, like today, when I was watching it on the telly, the, you know, the response he got was, you know, he's never going to get that in Newcastle. So no, I think he... that was the pull for him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And he did in his post-match interview, had a little smile when he talked about it. And I can, yeah. can tell you from being in the stands, he's, you know, he was beaming as he applauded. Um, you know, he got such an early chant in his favour. Um, yeah. You know, as soon as he walked down the pitch, an absolute hero's welcome. It was great for him, yeah. Um, all right, Dave, thanks for kicking us off, mate. Really appreciate it. And, well, uh, awesome. Pleasure to be on. We'll sp- have, have a week can week out, so pleasure to be on. Cheers, Dave, and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, all right. Cheers, Cheers mate. Nice Cheers, one. Cheers, Dave. That was Dave Jones kicking us off with Pardew Chat, and we'll be back at that in a second. If you do have any thoughts during the show yourself and you do want to get in touch by phone, the number is 0208 1234098. Now, guys, we've heard from Dave and his reaction to Alan Pardew being appointed as manager. I think uh, I sort of gave an indication of my own feelings. If I give you a chance to speak, really. Start with you, Alex. It's a, it's a shrewd appointment. I think, obviously, it costs a lot of money, but if he keeps you up, then, then it's worth every penny, isn't it? It's obviously a step up from... From what we had, um, there's a proven Premier League manager. To from we've you know we've brought in a proven Premier League manager when we had a proven Championship manager. So we've definitely given ourselves the best opportunity of staying up to try and get him in the first place. Was was a was obviously very tough, but we've managed to prize him away from what was an untenable situation at Newcastle. I think mm. Nick. Yeah, I'm still in two minds about Pardew, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I just hear hero for that goal against the Scousers, but other than that, he wasn't much of a player. He was a, he was a good tactician, um, apparently, when he was a player, and good at geeing the players up, so hopefully he's brought that into management. But I haven't been that impressed with his managerial career, and the, the arrogance that he had when he was with West Ham against Palace. You know, but I hope to be proven wrong. He might be a good manager. You know, we, we talk about Newcastle... Did he have a say in the transfers? Can we trust Percy's going to buy in? Who knows? 
time will tell. But it's yeah. certainly a step up from Warnock because under Warnock we were we were rudderless and um you know, so it's a step in the right direction. But I'm Pardew's gotta convince me. I think it's everybody's getting a bit of Peter Taylor about it and what happened to that. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose yeah, I suppose this is an interesting way of looking at it. Peter Taylor, of course, at the game today got a got a decent reception from from most of the Palace fans there, as did Ian Wright, funny enough. But um, us, um, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. You mentioned Pardew at West Ham and, and coming across as a bit arrogant during that. Obviously, it's relatively early in his managerial career, but I think I said to you at the time we were talking earlier that I, I felt that you, you want a manager who's going to be hundred percent for his club. Uh, which he was on that day, but I can understand the reservations there. Uh, Joe, I'm, I was going to ask yourself what you what you think about Pardew, but that kind of leads us on to what, well, you and me had a, had a chat on our last show. Um, let's have a look at what we said there. There are a lot of people that want Alan Pardew, and these are, this is a, this is, these are not the kids, you know what I mean? These are people that have seen Palace and have gone to Palace for a long time, and it, and there's a couple of them, that, not even Palace fans, that assess me think, Pardew would be good for you. But then saying now I tweeted my friend Craig, who's lost souls forever, who lives in Newcastle, huge Geordie, and he turned around and said, mind you, if he'd have asked him this three months ago, he'd, he'd have paid for his train fare back down here. <laughs> but he said to, this afternoon to me, not a chance. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the fact is that everyone's on, you know, they're basically signing their lives away when they sign for Mike Ashley. I mean, he was on an eight-year deal, I think, Pardew. It's, so. it's, five, it's five million quid to get Pardew, so, you know. Yeah. So, we're, so we're really, we're idea. really not going to get him. But I mean, you know, again, why would he want to? Why would he want to come to, you know, to a club that's on the build? Maybe, maybe I, in two or three years, I think would be. Yeah, I have a strong belief that uh, Pardew would like one to day and will be uh, yeah. on someday. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Well, there, there you go, Joe. Both, well, I think we both agreed that uh, Pardew would be our manager one day. I'm not sure either of us believed it would be quite so soon, but there it is. Um, obviously, at the time, we talked about the five million compensation. As it turns out, it's probably a bit less than that, um, been negotiated down and what have you. So, um, reflecting on what you said there, what do you think? Well, it was about one day after we said it. We were wrong. <laughs> um, I, just, I just think it's a good move all round. I think Parrish is happy. We're happy. You know, most as far as I know, I mean, more importantly, the HF are happy. Um, so it's just. Oh, brilliant! No, I'm just everyone's happy, and we won. I mean, this, I, I, I just tweeted. This is the first game I've seen us win this year. I was in hospital for the for for uh, for the Liverpool game, and uh, I couldn't go to the Leicester one. So I'm really, I'm really, really pleased that that we've. Um, sorry about that. Um, I'm really, really pleased that we've, we've, you know, they didn't have a shot today, so I'm really pleased about that. And 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 our attitude and our passing and everything is was completely different to the last time I saw us play, and that can only be down to him. So well, I, mean, but, but, I mean, he certainly had an, an early impact, and obviously Keith Millen had had done the defensive work in shoring us up once more. Um, you know, it's no. The coincidence we had two clean sheets under Millen, um, you know, albeit it looked pretty toothless in attack. And look, we had it, it's easy to write off the Dover game as non league opposition and what have you, but we actually we played very, very well today and against a team that were on a really good run themselves. And you know, it was, it was at their ground, the pitch was terrible. Um, I suppose it's not as disadvantaged as we thought it was because our pitch has been terrible at Sellers, I guess, but. Um, but I mean, it was really cut up that surface down at down at Dover today, and um, I think there was a lot of re- lot of ways that could have gone wrong for us, but but it didn't. We you know we were pretty much um, you know 
comprehensively outplayed them and, and did what a Premier League team did. And yes, Pardew can take some credit from, from walking through the door. And, but I think it's going to be at this stage, it's going to be more about um, players wanting to impress him than any tactical changes he's never necessarily made. But um, yeah, um, okay, I uh, just got a little thing in the chat there. Nick, do you want to mention that? Yeah, this is Booted Eagle. Um, it's quite in the chat tonight, wholeradio.net slash chat. Um, good Premier League experience and a quick, quick appointment. I can't speak tonight, and a quick appointment can't be bad. So he's, he's happy with Pardew. Yeah, I think most people were, the, the thing that pleased most people was how quick, well, say how quick it was. It was it's quick, certainly by the stance of the last appointment, um, but it kind of all got out long, well, before it was done. So I think the first whisper we heard was on the Sunday um, on the 28th of December so it took a long long time for it actually to be can actually you know signed off and done but yeah it was quick um, yeah talking of quick a quick game too um, said that we were playing a conference team today all talking like we are the dogs I thought we were not that great well I mean Paul's a very uh, optimistic kind of guy isn't he <laughs> drunk <laughs> yeah um, I'd say I mean I wasn't I mean I know you mean Nick you mean thought a similar thing Nick was um I think a lot of it had to do with how difficult it was to see stuff at, on on the terraces, but yeah, you know, it wasn't the highlights. Ma- yeah, there were there were spell there were spells that weren't particularly entertaining um, in the game, but you know, you got to go out there and you got to do a job, and we did it, and we did it, we did it very very well. It, I thought it was always going to be that way, Chris. It always is when you have Premiership against non-league team. You have the non-league team having a real good go at it, which, to be fair, Dover didn't do today. They all worked hard. But they didn't didn't have a go at us, did they? I mean, somebody tweeted a picture in the 88th minute, which I got two hours later because the Wi-Fi was crap there. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it was uh, Hennessy had the cleanest kit ever in the 87th minute in history. Yeah, we ge- generally didn't have a shot to save, did he? So I mean, no. Pard- again, Pardew referenced that in the, in the thing after and said that's not easy to do at any level. So you know, it's pretty pretty impressive stuff there. Um, on on Pardew, the last thing I want question I really want to ask you guys um, looks to me we can see each other on video now. It looks to me like Alex is texting on his phone. Um, so I'm going to ask Joe. Do you do you actually think Pardew is going to keep us up? Uh, as, oh, that's yes. A tre- trepidation. If we if we go down, it, it won't bother me. It won't bother me that he that he's there. All I've got to hope is that the screamers don't try and get him sacked. You know mm. the, the, the the perpetual moaners. All the, you know, the people that just go on there, our plastics, that just go on there and cause trouble. And you know, we've we've everyone's got the appointment they want. I think he's going to be great for the club. And. And the next, well, we'll we'll know how. I'm not, I'm not going to say committed because Parrish has always been committed to this club. He stumped up his own money, and, and and I know people don't want to hark on back to it, but he's been nothing but good for this club. And I think part of the deal with Pardew will be to back him. Um, so I can see two, three decent, you know, not loads of players, but I can see two or three really decent players coming into Palace, um, and you know, and one of them being a forward. Yeah, I mean it's a difficult one though, isn't it? Forward, I don't know. Um, Alex, we've got some tweets in on on various things. I don't know if you've picked up Mikey's message to tell you to look at them. You haven't. No, yet. I haven't. I've I just have, seen your I'm face. Doing... Just seen your little face. Well, no, because I'm Good just job. trying to sign in. Can someone send me the details? I think we should have this conversation off air. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> amateur, amateur, Alex. Yeah. 
Uh, you're, you're lucky there's not a huge amount on there. It's at Whole Radio. Um, we've not really asked too many questions today. Hopefully when Alex gets logged in, uh, we'll be asking a few questions on there. John Nightingale saying that we passed the ball to feet today. We crossed the ball. Bannon was fantastic, and we'll certainly be talking about Barry Bannon uh, very, very shortly indeed. But, I mean, in general speaking, I, I, I think, you know, see, Joe, you've given a sort of good good answer as to whether or not you think Pardew will keep us up with a, a blade. Yes, but it does depend entirely on on what we do in the transfer window and whether or not the targets have changed because obviously the window's open now, isn't it? I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, January. I'm, I'm just, have yeah. we got a cowbell sound for that at all? Not, for the window not opening? Not like yet. a creaking thing? <laughs> I just, I just want to go on to, uh, you know, I, I, I did look at today's game with a, with a certain amount of trepidation because, um, you know, they had a really, really good record at home. They didn't concede many goals. You know, the pitch was, everyone I've spoken to, it said that, you know, the pitch was pretty good. And it was, it's better than what we play on. Um, so, I, and I turned around and said that we would either, one of two results today, either we would hammer them or lose 1-0. Um, and then Kevin Charles has just got in contact with me uh, via Twitter and says, um, told you nothing to worry about, um, about today's game and we'll finish 14th now. So, you know, I, I thought we played really well, and I thought there were some huge pluses. And we, are we going to talk about that, Edmund Sam, or can I carry on? Yeah, you can carry on. I mean, I want, I want to, I wanted, well, first thing I wanted to talk about was Wilf, really, because it, it's a really, I thought it was a really interesting display from him. What, the um, Sterling had him in his pocket the whole game? Yeah, well, not the whole game. It's, this, is, this is my point. I would, I'd say a large percentage of it. Because I left the game feeling that like, well, that was an opportunity for Wilf to go out and really play and really show what he's about. And I don't think he took it. And then I, I get home and I just rewatch the highlights just to, just to, you know, I didn't see the line, line of the ball for most of the goals and see what actually happened. And I, and I watch the highlights and every highlight, Wolf's in it. He did the key things. He, the, all the things he did well seemed to result in a, either a very, very good chance or a goal. Um, and so I sort of almost got this kind of sort of, dichotomy here where I don't really know which which is true I, I thought he played you know quite badly but at the same time he was effectively responsible for quite a lot of our our best moments what did you think Joe? yeah I pretty much agree with you I pretty much agree with you I mean in the first sort of 10 minutes he looked like he was going to tear their left back a new one um you know he, he really well, I think he was going to struggle one that was really quite quite heavy the top end of that pitch um so yeah I'm half, I'm half and half. Like you say, he, he sort of flattered to deceive again, but he did. He played well, and then he drifted out of it. But he did. He did what he started to do. What Yannick does instead of just doing what he needed to do, and then and then provide a pass or. But then, but then he did. He did. You know, he crossed for a goal, and I don't know. It's very weird. I suppose. Yeah. It was it. Put it this way: it's an improvement on what he's been like. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, but, then, yeah. but then people will just go, yeah, but you're playing non-league, so... Yeah, exactly. Nick, and, come and on, what do you think? You're hiding to nothing. Can't win with that one. There's lots of talk in the chat about Wilf. Um, uh, Pint said that Zaha was poor at Villa Park, but a good pitch. He's either tired or low in confidence, or has lost it. Um, some more in there. Calls an uh, eagle. Zaha didn't look interested, but he did play well. Beat a load of players, got an assist. Should have had another with O'Keefe's shocking miss. Should have won a penalty and won a lot of free kicks. Mm. Yeah, so, it's in- interesting. The highlights didn't actually include. There's a, there's a few penalty shouts in the game today, and I thought the referee almost didn't want to spoil the game by giving one. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I, I do think. I mean, I, there were sort of two 
quite strong claims in the in the first half that were just sort of ignored, and certainly the one in the second on Wilf. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to, to sort of criticise Wilf, and I think really what it is is when you see him running at defenders now, he hasn't had the same certainty about him. He doesn't have the you know like I'm going to beat you here. He just he seems a little hesitant as he runs, and I think people are picking up on that. And we all remember the things he used to do, but I suppose in a way we don't remember that he actually did probably seventy percent of the time did lose the ball, and as, as that's the sort of player he is. Um, but I don't know. I think I think you've just you've, the thing is today that you know he got some key things right, and he should get a degree of confidence from it. And I, I hope Pardew's the man to get him motivated because he's an extremely good player on his day. Um, go on, Nick. As he is at the moment, I'll ask Alex this: Would you would you pay eight million for Zaha now today, this window? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a business decision to do that, would it? The, to pay that much money for an outform player, we've seen what what Wilf can do on his day, and I think we all still believe that there's a lot more to come from Wilf because the potential that we saw that he had an ability that a lot of players didn't have, which is being able to get in behind players like like no other that I've seen, especially from this country. Um, but it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't make sense to do it now if he can get his confidence back. He's He's worth eight million at very least, so it's tough. But you you wouldn't pay it now, would you? No. Okay, and well, I, you know, I'm not. I don't think any real need to to add to that at the moment. Uh, just on that last bit you put up there, Nick. Uh, we'll, quick game saying Wolf is class, but lost confidence. Manu, have, have, <laughs> I can't say that. No, uh, he can't say that. <laughs> no, no, I can't say that. But he's still just in time. Man United have done a bit of a number on him. Let's put it. Let's rephrase it like that. Howdy, <laughs> Elpool. Give me the Someone's trouble. daughter did. Yeah, draw right. Well, fucking hell. Um, what, I, said, uh, I, I said someone, didn't I? Anyway, um, <laughs> you look so, a bit like that um, Radio One DJ Joe on this video. Is it Moisey or somebody? Moisey, Moisey, Nick, Moils. Nick, yeah. Nick. Nick well, it's uh, it's we're doing audio, mate. They can't see the video. Don't refer. To I know. Much. I know. I did earlier, but um, I can tell you off. <laughs> Joe, uh, Barry Bannon. Mm. <laughs> yes, I got him as you were sipping said coffee. That right, <laughs> you. Um, well, it's just there's been a lot of people. It's been a lot of call for him, you know. And and again, on the way down, we were saying, who would you take out the team? Um, who would you take take out, and who would you put in? And we were all, you know, all four of us said we weren't about the same person we'd take out. But one, what we would definitely do was put Bannon in. And and I tell you what, he done, he done, oh, he done really well, done. He done really well because, you know, they're a big side, Dover, and no matter what way you look at it, you know, they play a decent, half-decent class of football, and they could have just smashed him up in the air, but he was just too hungry, too quick, too accurate. He was, he was just run the, the absolute 90 minutes, and I thought, you know, the, the man in the match. I mean, they, they called the Dover man, you know, the Dover fellow the man in the match. I, I'm hoping he's going to take that bottle of booze and give it to Bannon because he well deserves it. You know, I, I thought he was very, very good today. Very good. Just trying to pick up uh, um, Alex. Is hopefully he's, he's I think he's involved in the Twitter uh, stuff now. Hopefully got a few things on Zaha, and then I'll then come back to me for Bannon as well because I've got, got some comments on that. Yeah, I've got one from John Nightingale. He says he was good in patches, so he's in and out of the game. But the Dover um, side that we played weren't good enough, so maybe we can expect more from Zaha against a, a side like that. Um, John said still not quite there for, for him. Um, and we've got one on Gigi who said uh, the lad marking and played very well, stayed tight and went in hard, got man of the match as well. So, you know, potentially we, we can say that their left-back have played well, but ultimately at the end of the day, 
um, is a is a well non-league left back, isn't he? So yeah, that's that's what uh, Anthony Charles has said. Completely outmarred by a non-league uh, left back. Enough said on today's performance. Uh, Stuart Lynham saying he's a shadow of the player that left us Man United, but form is. Uh, temporary class is permanent and um, like Carl Babs saying that he's better than at Villa uh, left back did well against him today but um, they're clear to see Wilf is a better winger than a striker I think that's become uh, apparent of late and uh, Simon Goddard pointing out that he thinks Wilf should be getting a run of games uh, with Balassi off and hopefully put in some performances he knows that we're capable of um, uh, Tony Pierce pointing out that the pitch wasn't for him as well um, oh and Brown Bear that's Leon uh, saying that uh, very mer. <laughs> started brightly but hardly shone and wasn't against a good team well, picking up as well people talking about Barry Bannon uh, Ben says he was man of the match for him that's Ben Fleury uh, without a question and <coughs> I just, I'm picking up what Lyon said this in the chat earlier he said that uh, Bannon dropped uh, how good was Bannon today dropped deep moved the ball gave an option gave incisive passes kept going on can't ask for more um, and there's John obviously John Nightingale said much the same. He said, we passed the ball to feet today, we crossed the ball, and Bannon was fantastic. Yeah. It really, and it, yeah, it's just, he was just so good. Um, what I really like as well is, is he, he's almost, I mean, he's, I'm trying to explain it, he's a 360 degree player, if you know what I mean. As in, you pass him the ball, and he almost knows what's behind him straight away. Um, I mean, if you look in the, even on the match highlights, if you go to the BBC and look at them, the pass uh, through to Thomas, was Fevin Doyle's goal. He's got yeah. He's got a, about half a second before he knows he's going to play that ball, and he's and and, a, and most of that half a second, he's facing the opposite way to Thomas. So how he knows he's got he's got this vision on the pit of the pitch in his brain the whole time. He's an incredible player. He really is. And we've got to find a way of getting him in that team. In my view, now the more when he played against Newcastle last out in the cup when he last had ninety minutes, he was man of the match. Then he had ninety minutes today, man of the match again. He's an absolutely terrific player. And I understand that it's hard to get him in our system. Uh, but if I was Alan Pardew, I'd be thinking about the best way of doing that as uh, as soon as possible. Nick? But yeah, very quickly on that, what is it about Barry Bannon that makes managers not play him? But that, that's just to think about again. Um, I, I thought he, he played some superb football. Some superb football. And he's, he was head and shoulders above everybody else. On the pitch today, I thought, and all right, we'll go back to the old, it was non-league, non-league, but, you know, even then, and he's worth picking, as my mate Stan, the cabbie from Bracknell did, um, as I eventually found him. It's a good thing about Terrace, isn't it? You can look for people. I miss that. You can't yeah. see, but you can look for people. Um, he said he's ban- worth sticking Bannon in just to take corners. Yeah, it almost is. Yeah, he's great on dead balls as well. That's that's the other side we haven't even talked about. Um, I think, I just for me, it's... He, the reason he doesn't get picked can only be is the physical size, can't it? It can only be that. Um, you know, we, we the way we play, we almost we need someone to win the ball in the air. Really, I think in in the middle of the pitch, you know, because we are we are playing direct half the time. But if we can avoid that and start getting a bit more possession, that's when we sort. You know, when we talk about this problem, we get when we get possession of the football, we actually start to struggle more uh, as a as a team. Um, it really is. For me, that's that's kind of where we need to have this transition from having the players who do the donkey work, like Jednak, who does it absolutely superbly, possibly better than anyone in the division at times, um, to someone like Bannon, who actually will sit deep and receive the ball and start dictating play. That He's almost the transitional player, but whether we can deal with it now, I really, really don't know. 
trying to work out who's trying to speak, but possibly no one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about O'Keefe, Joe. <laughs> right. How do you think he got on today? Well, how do you think he got on? I thought he played all right. I thought he played all right. Uh, I think he's okay. Get, why, why are we looking for scapegoats who won fucking 4-0 and we're looking for whoa, scapegoats? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, don't, I don't get it. I, honestly, I don't get it. No, I made a big no. argument with Alex pre-show. <laughs> no one no one put those words in, in my mouth. I was just asking you how you thought he got on because you were very happy that he was being picked pre-game. Um, yes, but just... these are the games he's going to get. He's going to get FA Cup and, and he's going to get Cup games. He's a squad player. I mean, I, the only thing I can think of that he's got straight back in. He's, you know, he was out on loan. He's done all right. He's done all right there. I don't know how much game time he's had. I've not really taken a huge lot of notice, but you know, to come straight back into a into a third round FA Cup tie, he's, I thought he'd done all right. He did what he had to do. You know, he's, he mixed it up. He, he caught, I don't know what people are getting on his back for. He is not. He's not a twenty million pound, you know, midfielder. He's just he's just a good solid player. He didn't get booked. He didn't smash anyone up in the air. He didn't. He wasn't. You know, he didn't make any catastrophic mistakes. Mm. And then we got people cut. You know, got people ready to coat him, and, and he ain't done nothing wrong. But this, this, this massive potential banana skin today. You know, our name's in the air. Dover isn't. He was part of the team. I can't. I'm not. Yeah. You can't get on his back. We won. People right. only get on his back. He didn't play. He didn't get booked. He, you know, he played all right. All right. Well, it's, it's a good rant. It's not your best, but it was good. Uh, I'm going to give Alex the right of reply momentarily, but I just want to have a quick little pick up on a few things that have come in on Twitter in the meantime. Uh, going back to Zaha, Alex and saying, uh, I thought he didn't look interested at times, but he had some great moments, create chances, should have had a penalty, so not sure, not really sure. Uh, on Barry Bannon, Neil Andrews has gone for man of the match for me. Brown Bear has gone for very good, but opposition nowhere near his standard. Also on Bannon. Um... CPFC Buffalo says, don't disagree that he did well, but was taking some shots uh, where I thought he could have passed. First touch had Wilf wide open. I think that was in relation to Bannon. It was, yeah. Um, John Nightingale has gone for pass long and short and crossed the ball. Creative influence we badly need. Uh, uh, Com- Croydon Community Church, that would be. He's come, uh, says uh, he was man of the match today. Um, mm, okay. Uh <laughs> It was very lucky not to get sent off. Oh, yeah. Bre- uh, Leon has also said that Bannon... Uh, Bannon? Had a little kick out of someone. Didn't see that. You didn't see no. it? I didn't. No, no. I'm telling you now, if that was a Premier League game, he'd have been off. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he got, he got, he got a, suffered a bad... Every challenge, um, which was a foul, but he turned around and literally kicked their, their, whoever, whoever the player was, kicked him in the thigh. I mean, no, it wasn't right. a massive contact, but it was more. You know, that what? Um, um, was it? Was it the QPR player? Got not QPR player against QPR the other day. It's Swansea, yeah, right, it was Swansea, yeah, 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 right. It's just for tapping. That's what he got sent off of that little tiny miniature kick. Yeah, this was yeah. this was a full on kick at him. You know, oh, right. crowd, crowd brought. I mean, shit, I, to be honest with you, as soon as he did it, I called a red. I mean, he didn't even get a yellow, so I thought he was lucky. Mm-hmm. It'll be on. It'll be on. Albert's got in touch and said the same thing that he thought he was lucky to be on the pitch, but he was a very good performance. Uh, Elliot Hughes is saying again that Wazaha was in the left back's pocket most of the game. Um, There you go. I think. 
think that's probably all. There's actually loads of tweets coming in. Thank you for all of those. We'll try and get to as many as we can. It's at HOL Radio. If you want to get in touch, if you do want to send us an email instead, it's HOLRadio.net. Yeah, holradio.net forward slash contact. Tried to say it too quickly. It went wrong. More haste. Thanks, the Piers. The future's bright. The future's pard you. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, can, I, can I just interject here? Yeah. You made a, you've made a big, big deal of, of gel mentioning pard you. Nobody's had no fanfare about the fact that Mystic Gusset here predicted the Dover game on one of our previous pods. No fanfare, yeah. no tweets, nothing. It's just, oh, yeah. So we don't care, mate. That's what it is. No, it's, yours was a bit of a guess. I mean, ours was, you know, works out fact. Yeah, exactly. Well, mine was fact as well. <laughs> well, ish. It's what you wanted, wasn't it, rather than we, whereas we just we discussed what we thought might happen in the near future. Um, anyway, how, how did you um you all find the non-league ground experience? Because you know our, our only recent experience of non-league ground is is watching pre-season friendlies, and it's it seemed funny going to a, a competitive match at a non-league ground again. Cold, cold feet, no prawn sandwiches. Never doing yes. it again. <laughs> <laughs> I um I I liked it, but I again, you, like I said before, you forget in the terracing that you cannot see a thing unless you're in the right spot. Um, it was it was very difficult to see that the first half I found today sort of managed to manoeuvre myself for the second, but much it better should, atmosphere. It shouldn't but, be any different to, to non-league day. That's if you do follow a team or go and watch a game on non-league day. I don't know if you do. Uh, very very occasionally, but I'm, a, I'm an incredibly busy man, Joe, as you know. Really. Mr. Hamlin's turning into uh, Mr. Non-League anyway. He was filling me with all sorts of facts and uh, statistics from the Isthmian Southern Division. Yeah, from my, my, moon, my moonlighting on another another radio station. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, lot of coverage of the Surrey teams in the Isthmian League and all that sort of stuff. I'll tell you all about Merston today, wasn't I? But that's that's not yeah. what we're here for. Let's not bore people with that. I'm just trying to see a lot of people talking about how to fit, uh, whether or not to fit Bannon into the side for Spurs. And, you know, I think people are having similar difficulties to, our, to ourselves as to who to actually... Um, pick uh dr kernas we also know him as mario from playing us on, on the xbox uh, he said he shouldn't play at spurs even though he did amazing today just feel like he won't handle the physicality of the match um i don't know and yeah james Mitchell saying put uh put ledley and MacArthur with bannon in front staying with the 4-3-3 so yeah bannon in effectively yeah these sort of furthest forward of a midfield three but if you think i mean bannon that's ledley MacArthur, bannon who misses out from today, I suppose it would be a striker from today, wouldn't it? Is yeah. that um, yeah. McBanlard? Oh God! Sorry, Patrick. So, Alex. Anyway, back to O'Keefe. We've been taking it. We've taken the sting out of it a little bit. Um, you had a little conversation with Jell earlier on, where you, you gave a different view. Jell thinks that O'Keefe did all right today um, and doesn't want him to be a scapegoat. Which, uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't going for scapegoat. I was just interested to see if he lived up to Jell's expectations because Jell was very happy that he was being picked. Yeah, obviously, one thing I like to do because it's quite easy is to wind up Jell. Um, I actually think Stuart O'Keefe, he was okay today. Uh, I think a lot of the time when he was on the ball, it broke down. He's come into a side where he hasn't played for a long time. Um, and it's it, it's tough to obviously come straight back in. Um, it wasn't a fantastic level. He's missed the sitter. Um, a couple of passes go astray, but I'm not going to be negative. I, I think we've got to be positive about today. Whoever you beat, you can only beat what's in front of you. Um, is Joe O'Keefe good enough to play at a Premier League standard? Probably not. Um, 
but I, you know, I like him and I think he's a he's a good player at, at his potential level. Well, he's at potential level. He obviously went on he went on loan at the to the championship to Blackpool. Um, played, I think, four games. wasn't wasn't on the pitch for the whole time, Alex. Um, so I mean, yeah. So did Blackpool been struggling? You, you kind of would expect if he's gonna if he's gonna have a future at Palace, in my view, to expect him to go there and sort of try and effectively dominate in that Blackpool team. But it, it's not a great team for him to go and dominate. So he should really be a standout player, shouldn't he? 
we we proved there that we had something that we haven't had for the last four or five months of the season. That we had someone that got his head on on, on something and and was a threat inside the box and and gave a different sort of angle. I saw Murray and and Gail's names pop up at first. And I thought, well, blimey, we're going to try and play them together. That might be quite exciting. But obviously, Gail was out. Why? But I, I again, I, I thought Murray was lively. I thought he looked mm-hmm. good. I just, it was fresh. It was something different. And that's regardless of the level of the team you're playing. It was something different to what we've had. Um, and I think that can only be a positive thing. And a lot of people criticise me for my love for Murray and you know, it might go too far at times but essentially we need him and he looked sharp today and I, I do think he can score goals at that level yeah, I don't know if it's just at my end but I think your love from Murray is melting your internet connection a little bit um, Nick how did you think Glenn got on well I'd like, I just, just like to say that I like the way that Alex closed his eyes for about two or three seconds when he, <laughs> when he said my love for Murray and his face went all dreamy <laughs> as he said it so it really really did <laughs> um murray uh, i'm not going to repeat what everybody everybody else said he, did he get injured did he come off yeah. i thought Doyle was better and uh, um, a couple of people said in the chat room that um murray wouldn't have got onto that cross that doyle scored um it's, i think it's a possibility murray was i um, I, I don't know I, I i thought exactly what alex said really i thought I kind of did lead it into it, lead him into it, but it, it, for 15 minutes, he, he, I thought he looked very sharp um, until he got a really, really late challenge. And I immediately thought, as soon as he went down with that and stayed down, I just thought that's kind of ruined this discussion. This kind of ruined this whole is Glenn the man to to give us a different option because he gave us a different option for a very short space of time, got a kick, and then really, you know, really wasn't wasn't doing an awful lot up, upfield and in the end Doyle was more effective than, than Murray was for you know for, for a large percentage of the game so it's a difficult one to call but just seeing someone in the penalty area being able to get ahead on a ball was incredibly important for me uh, and it was difficult as well because we obviously we were, we were playing effectively two up um, two up top there so it's not something we're going to see again a system we're going to see that often I think being played in the Premier League so Again, it's quite hard to judge whether or not he'd be effective when he's as a as a lone striker or or in behind a quicker one. But then if you put him in behind a quicker one, you're going to end up, you know, where where's this space for Bannon that we're talking about? So it's a it's a difficult one to call. Uh, go on, Joe. What did you think about Glen Murray? He did what he what we want him to do is get on in the crosses. I mean, the goalkeeper pulled off a great save, like you say, a minute or two in. Um, but he just, yeah, I, I just like, I just, I, you know, I'm very much down the same street as Alex. I really like Murray. I like, I like what he offers. I just think he offers, you know, for that position, it's, it's his own. So, but I, I, I really do like it when we played two up front. Um, you know, it, it, a, a Premiership defence will sit, won't sit as deep as as uh, as David did today, and and, and soak up the pressure and the pace. So I, you know, I'm, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that the both of them with with uh, Murray and and Gale up front, I think that's that's our way to go. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm I'm just really pleased he's back. I think he's pleased he's back. You know, he's come he's come back, got straight into game time. I hope the injury's not too bad, um, and I can see him. You know, just you know, even if he doesn't play the whole game, you know, I can see him playing. You know, big parts big parts for the rest of the season yeah we've got a couple of tweets on on murray that um kind of give you the, the two opposite points of view really we've got one that says from uh from ginger at cpfc that says we need to cash in on murray and get a really good striker and obviously murray is a 
is, is an asset that people want, certainly Reading want, um, and, and will pay a reasonable amount of money for. Um, and then on the flip side of it, you've also got um, um, you've got the idea that well, no, you've, effectively you've got what you're saying. It's not another tweet, to be honest with you. You've got the fact that he he can provide an alternate option for us. But if uh, if it's a if it's a case between, I think if basically the, the question, the answer is simply that if we go and go go out and get someone and bring someone new in, you know, then Murray's game time or potential game time is immediately reduced, and the idea of selling him makes more sense again, doesn't it? Um, but you've got to bring someone in who can offer what he can. So, very interesting. Um, uh, Palace uh, CPFC girl said never really rated Doyle, but he was bright on the ball today. Closed down from the front and spread the ball well. And yeah, I think he did all right. I think he did okay. Um, it's difficult again to to judge entirely on 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 that one game because at the end of the day, he's, he's got a tap in against non league opposition. But he did look bright. He did look. Look busy, but so he should. He's got sixty caps, Republic of Ireland, you know, and score has got a decent, decent scoring rate for them, and he's got you know Premier League experience. He should be putting goals in against over Athletic, to with all due respect. Uh, Nick, you wanted to mention something about uh, a rumor. Um, well, just uh, before I go on to that, uh, Unicti's just to close the Doyle Murray thing says they're neither are really the answer to what we need, which yeah. leads us onto a rumor. I well, it was tweeted. By somebody today, and Joe said he said it two weeks ago. So Joe knows everything. But apparently, um, <laughs> Adebayor on loan from Tottenham. At first, I said it thought it said I can buy, and I thought, oh no, but it was Adebayor. So, wonder what you guys think of that. Go on, Joe. Um, well, Joe knows. No, I just, <laughs> no, I just he, he wasn't playing much for Tottenham, and I just said to you guys a couple of weeks ago, what about him? You know, he's just, he's so proven, it's ridiculous, you know, um, and, and I think he'd be good for us, I know, I, you know, that would be my, you know, if, if someone said, would you have him, Christ almighty, you know, we're not even got to pay his wages, yeah, I would have him, of course I would, yeah. so, yeah, I, I just, I just like him, I mean, I, like I say, I don't, you just don't know how old he is, but he, we prove we don't need, you just need someone who's a little bit clever, um, it's he's a terrific player, Joe. But work rate wise, work rate is he's always been sort of questioned on his actual ability to roll up the sleeves and work for the team. Um, and I, I don't know whether he'd suit as as the lone striker in our in our system, but um, I would certainly, I certainly wouldn't turn my nose at, nose up him. Uh, Nick, well, see, I know you said Tottenham are going to pay some <laughs> of his wage if this is true. How much is he on a week, Joe? You know every footballer's wage. I was going to do a quiz one week. Just name a random footballer. And um, I, I, I don't know how much he earns. Maybe he's got to be on sixty, seventy thousand, eighty thousand a week. I would have thought. Yeah, that much. Well, um, I would have thought so. The the opinions split in the chat room. Lions totally against him, and um, Red Serendot uh, says he's a goal scorer. Oh, Lions says he's on a hundred k a week. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I know that you like to you like to play devil's advocate, Chris, when we do the show, uh, especially against me. But I mean, I, I've just seen uh, Lee Taylor's uh, retweeted um, Declan Bickers mm. uh, so at Declan under, or underscore Declan LFC. He said, "I honestly can't quite put into words how much I hate Crystal Palace. Not so much the team, but the fans. So much hatred for you all. What a lovely word of use of hundred and forty characters. Lovely chap. Um, who is he? What's he?" <laughs> Who is this guy? He's at underscore Declan, Declan LFC. But oh, he, so he's a I, Liverpool fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, so you can, why, can understand it. Yeah, well, yeah, he's obviously very bitter, which is, which is a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Right, shame. 
Ginger Nut says we really need to cash in on Murray and get a really good striker, which I think is harsh, very harsh. Mm. Um, you know, just there's, there's some. There's, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. A lot of. There's lots mix. We've won. We've won today. We're in the hat. You know, we've we've got a, we've got a, 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 we're everyone's up. Well, most people are upbeat. We got a, a good yeah, manager, yeah, yeah. proven manager. It's it is all good, and it's, I think we need to we need um, to. I'm gonna bit. I'm gonna retweet something from Stuart Lynham that's made me laugh quite a lot. He suggested that Pardew has hinted that Adebayo will be drawn will be joining the club. He's given two side by side photos. So go to at HRL Radio and see what I've uh, retweeted there. That is extremely extremely amusing. There you go, ruined it for people who aren't on Twitter. Oh, right, um, okay, look, quick word first for Scott Dan. Obviously, he's, got, he's grabbed a couple of goals and grabbed a, grabbed a goal late against Southampton as well. Um, but it just got me really into the mind of thinking that we haven't really scored, uh, well, we're not really getting our, our centred, but centred, centred, yeah, central defenders chipping in so much with goals of late and until this recent burst for Dan. Uh, he's a he's, it must be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a big lad, isn't he? Um, perhaps something you should do a bit more often, Joe. What? What? Score goals? Or I just—I'll tell you what I noticed for the second goal is um, Bannon stood, before he walks over to get the ball f- and, and, and take the corner. He he looks over and said to Dan, "Go!" He put both his hands up like like go far post, and of course you know Bannon with his quality and, and with a dead ball, uh, he put it straight on his head. Goal. Um, yeah. You know he. I think he could have had four or five goal. You know, four, he had four or five heady chances at goal today, which which you know he's, he's done really well. For he's done, you know, the, the, the thing is, if we had said, "Oh yeah, he's a nightmare, get rid of him because he don't can't score," but he's he scored twice. Yeah, it's the quality of the delivery as well, though, Joe, which we haven't he, been seeing of late. You're this, absolutely right. This is exactly the route I was sort of leading us down. We we have got a, what I'm getting at really is we've we've got a weapon there and. Let's not forget Delaney's not not short either, is he? And Hanglin, when he plays, is uh, is capable of getting right in there in the box. It's something that the you know the most successful Palace team of all time, which we've all been reminded of, of in recent times with Pardew joining us, as he was a big part of that squad, um, was sort of built on on set pieces and making the most of them. Um, and with Pardew in charge, maybe we we can see a return to that because I think we've got the personnel to do it. Funnily enough, you know Tony Pulis is partly responsible for filling our team with, you know, decent sized players, and you know it's something that we've got to play to our strengths. And, I, and I'd just like to see a lot more of it. And I thought it was some very encouraging signs today, uh, certainly from Scott Dan. Uh, like you say, Joe, he had he had four or five chances. It could could be an, an amazing amount of goals mm. for a centre back. Uh, how do we think Dover did, Nick? There, um, Sterling did all right, didn't he, against um, the multi-million pound player? I thought um, it was it was strange watching that game because I was watching it but wasn't really watching it. Do you know what I mean? Because you can only see bits and pieces of what was going on. They tried hard, but they they didn't have any penetration, and it it was hard being part of a crowd that didn't want to seem like we were so much better than the opposition that we were there to take the mickey. Do you know what I mean? And I do. Yeah, trying, yeah, the- trying to be. Without being uh, patronising towards them either. Yeah, because I mean they were they were nice before the game, sort of wishing us all well yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And we didn't really—I mean, we celebrated the goals, but yeah, when Dan scored, he got the you know Scott Dan as a goal machine chant rather than a. So there wasn't this elongated, you know, ex- exhalation of mm. screaming or anything like that. There wasn't these, you know, it wasn't it wasn't almost didn't celebrate some of the goals, didn't we? 
Yeah, no. it's quite odd. Um, you know, it's, it's a really weird experience. I actually expected Dover to be a little better, and I'm not suggesting for one second that they disgrace themselves because, you know, when you consider where they are in, in the, the footballing pyramid and where we are, you know, they did really well to uh, to keep in, keep us in a game for a while. Um, but, yeah, I suppose really kind of the romance, romance of the cup, you almost... You know, you almost want them to do, to do a little bit better than they did. Uh, but unfortunately, we seem to have lost Alex for the show, which is very disappointing. Because uh, I think you and him would do a proper on-air argument, weren't you, Joe? Never mind. <laughs> you have to leave it for another time. Um, but yeah, no, it's nothing, nothing really major to say about Dover other than, like you say, the, the left back was the most. I think it was Sterling. You, you called him, didn't you? I think he's called Sterling. Yeah, Joe. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he um. He was clearly told to do a, to do a marking job on, on Wilf, and Wilf really struggled against him. So he certainly had some quality. Uh, it was quite impressive. Um, going back to um, what we were talking about earlier, we've got Spurs up next. Obviously, it's a difficult first league game for Alan Pardew. Um, you know, Spurs have, have, have picked up of late. I mean, it's weird since we, um, you know, we kind of nullified their threat uh, in the nil-nil at White Hart Lane, and they've, they've then gone on to stick five past Chelsea. Which is, you know, they're quite, quite impressive, you know, display really. Um, so what do we do? What from this starting eleven? Anyone, you know, obviously the back four was pretty much what we'd expect uh, to be starting. You'd expect Jules to come in for Hennessy, would you? Um, I don't know. What I mean, first and second goalkeeper. I think Hennessy, he definitely likes to come for a cross, and I have a lot of faith in. In him actually getting to the ball, I, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen enough of Hennessy to see that he's a, as good a shot stopper as as Jules, but um, he definitely maybe in working together. I've seen Jules come for a few crosses, but he, he doesn't fill me with the confidence that someone as big and as tall as Hennessy he definitely commands his area um, a lot better. And and also just without trying to be a downer on Jules, that Hennessy looks to to distribute the ball with his hands instead of all the time with his feet mm. I mean what, what what was really noticeable for me today and I noticed it immediately um, was that as soon as the goalkeeper got the ball he had options out wide you know it's, yeah. which we haven't which we haven't been having and that's not Jules's fault so. no 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 but yeah I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it mm. alright okay uh, Nick you want to jump in here well Joe has just pretty much said what well, I what I was going to say, but it was good to see the ball being played out from the back sometimes. And he's actually a lot more accurate with his kicking. I think. So, uh, so both of you advocating keeping Hennessy in the side there. And getting, well, we wouldn't, and, I, I wouldn't ruck if he did, if he, if he was kept in the side. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed a gradual uh, sort of shift on the message boards, you know, to not people necessarily, no one's really opening up with criticism of Sproul. He's saying he's, you know he's not still a great keeper, but a few people suggesting that his his ability is lessening slightly as he's aging, and you know the shot stopping still there a little bit maybe. But you know there's there's certain other aspects, and you go back to what Tony Pulis was talking. Apparent, well, I know, I think he's pretty much came out and said what what he was thinking that Jules wasn't commanding enough in um in his penalty area, and that's why he looked to bring Hennessy in. Um, can I can the, I just say yeah. sorry about distribution? Join the program seller again in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat. Um, said that the reason that he was able to distribute the ball much better was the fact that Ward played at right back and was a lot more comfortable and we had a bit more balance in the team. It's I, a fair I, point. I, I, a fair point I, don't, 
don't see how that would affect the distribution too much, but it's it's an interesting point about the balance of all. No, but it's right. what goes back to what Joe was talking. Goes back to what Joe was talking about with um with there being options, and again that being a tactical thing. Um, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen against Dover because we're going to dominate possession, and we're the ones who, who get to decide how we're going to you know how we're going to build play. Um, but I would like to see us having that exactly like Joe's been talking about for a while. I'd like to see us do that i'm still not 100 percent convinced funnily enough it's, it's a strange one uh, we, we had quite a long argument about it on, on one of the shows recently i think and my argument was that the players aren't capable of dealing with that situation in the premier league um, and i still i still maintain that to a point but it's interesting to see Pardew in his post-match press conference talking about the players having a bit more belief in their ability and talking about how scott dan's distribution was was the best on the pitch in his view um and and maybe maybe with a bit more encouragement, you know, Kelly and you know Kelly and Ward offering themselves in the fullback positions again, and it's not just get receiving the ball; it's receiving the ball with other with options ahead of them. If we can if we can get people doing that and believing in their ability to hold the ball, then all the better because it gives us a different way of playing, playing out from the back and stop stops us surrendering possession when we're under pressure, uh, and that and that's a good way to go. Joe, uh, back to back to Jules. Well, just just really quickly, you saying about that? But if the fullback gets the ball. You, you saw that Bannon was just, he gave the option immediately. It was just yes, wanted yeah, the yeah. ball all the time. So there was the outlet that goes from, 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 from the back to the middle straight away. Anyway, getting on to Jules, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. It was loads and loads of people. I saw having photos done. But when we were walking in, he was standing outside of the, the police sort of barricade and having photos and shaking hands with everyone. I just thought that was utter quality. And, it, you know, he, he, he just, it just shows that, that he's not, he doesn't feel. Like, like one of these footballers that needs to be protected and stick a pair of earphones on and ignore everyone. You know, he, 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 just, he just showed his, his, his real good character, his personal character. In, it, it, yeah, I, just, I, just, I don't want to be a downer on him. You know, we, we, we're going to move on from him sooner, sooner, I would have thought, rather than later. But I just thought I'd mention that because there must be hundreds of people that had photos of him today and he just was obliging and I just thought that was a really, really decent, um, you know, really decent thing for him to do. Yeah, and obviously we've got, um, you know, the there's the event on the 20th of January at Fairfield Halls coming up. Um, it's, you know, his testimonial season. It's going to be a great celebration of, of a proper legend and I don't think anyone's disrespecting him and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if, um, you know, if he ups his game once again and, and sort of, I mean, he pulled off a great save in in his in the in the last game, didn't he? Um, against who was who was it? I was there. <laughs> Villa. Villa. Was it in the Villa game. Yeah. It was in the Villa game. He pulled a great save from Alan Hutton at, the, uh, at his near post, uh, flinging his right arm up and sort of clawing it out. You know, with, with next to no time to react. He's a tremendous shot, shot stopper. Um, it's good. It's great. It's great to see. Um, it's great to see that there's competition there, but people definitely are drifting towards this whole question of will there be a time to replace him. In terms of other players starting, we've talked about Barry Bannon and how to fit him in. Um, obviously, Wilf is, is, should be in prime permission, prime, yeah, prime position to replace Yannick out wide. Um, do we start? Well, if we're starting with one striker, who is it? Who is it, Nick? Dan. <laughs> Good <laughs> <laughs> Gal for me. Thought he looked all right today. Thought he looked sharp. We, you know, they, they threw themselves in front of him, Nick. A few times, you know, yeah. in the penalty area, they were last ditch. Yeah. You know, just he just he looked. He sharp. took his goal well, didn't he? It was a it was a quality goal. Goal. Couldn't we see it from where we were standing. 
No. No, no, they're goalkeeper. Didn't even see it. Not like I didn't see it. Oh, I was, he didn't even see it. Okay, but it's a great shot. Yeah, we've said it um, a million times, and then we'll keep saying it. And if either foot, he can just when he hits it, it stays here, doesn't it? It really well, he does, does as well. Like when players, you, you know, if a player's left footed, you, you've got to shepherd him. You've got to shepherd him inside. But with him, he can kick with both feet. It, it's an advantage he's got. You know, they, yeah. you don't know what way to, to get him away from the goal. So, but I thought he done well. And I, I, I'd say it just it was the transition, a real quick feet whack goal, and. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was good. Yeah, to be honest, up to that point, I've been a little, a little disappointed. He wasn't in more goal-scoring positions. But we've again, we talked about when he joined. If you go back and look at how he scores his goals, it's like that, isn't it? He's this, he's a strange player because you, everyone talks about him. Oh, he's an on-the-shoulder striker, all this sort of stuff. He kind of isn't. He, he almost has to have a little run at people, one on one with a defender and getting a shot away. That seems to be where he, he seems to get his goals most naturally. You know, he's capable of doing a tap and he's capable of running in behind and slotting the ball home. But generally speaking, it is it's still running onto a you know, running onto a a ball and running at a defender before shooting. That seems to be his um his MO. Yeah. Will we buy anyone this week, Nick? What do you think? Well Warnock said he had he had plans to get people in early doors. Now I'm wondering if Pardew is interested in the same people as him and they whether they do that or not. Or, you know, to be trying to just patch up our squad that's missing Mele and, and Balassi. Mm, it's, and, it's difficult. And one, it? It's, it seems to be that there's um, some suggestion, of course, that certain deals might be relatively far down the line because they were being lined up anyway. And if Pardew thinks, yeah, that'll do, I'm sure we might, might see some movement in the next seven days or so. But I don't know. I, I think the change in manager is certainly going to have affected things. I, don't, I think there's very little doubt that, that Pardew's going to want his own players and you know, uh, just just want to. Can, you know, can put I his ask own about Pardew and his own players? I, I might have asked you this earlier on uh, about the the whole he he'll get his players in. How much was he involved in getting his players in in Newcastle? I, I'm hearing that he had a bit of a say. I'm hearing he had no say at all and was just told to coach who was who was given. Do we do we know how astute he is in the transfer market in the Premier League? Because, he, um, because if he hasn't been doing it, yeah. No, he had the same yeah. set. He had the same setup at Newcastle that we've effectively got now. Although, although Steve Parrish is currently having to perform the sporting director role with the with the scout, which is you know we have a scouting network that identifies players in the positions that we need, and they're offered to the manager to say yes or no. And I, he had that same situation at Newcastle. I can't remember the guy's name now, but they got a very good scout there whose particular uh, interest is out in France, which is why they've ended up with all the players that they've got uh, up up at Newcastle there. So. He's he's used to working with that system, but he'll also have his own ideas on who's who's going to fit in as well. I'm sure, and he'll also have people he's worked with in the past, you know. And you also talk about staff as well. I expect to see there probably some little some staff changes, uh, probably a coach coming in at the very least, and that sort of stuff. There's still quite a lot to do, but in t- I, I do think he will have a significant impact in, on whatever targets were already being lined up, and I think some of those will probably change. But I, I expect him to probably give the green light on a couple that we were working on as well already. So he's something, uh, you know. So we can. We we need we need a lift. We've had a lift managerial managerial wise. I think we had a, we had a lift result wise today. Even though it's Dover, I think it was nice to see Palace win and win comfortably. Um, so yeah, it's a difficult one. Is it, have you got any ideas on who you'd want, Nick, Joe? Uh, not really. There's so many nights. No, so many names. Yeah. There's, there, there's so many names out there that you can. 
I mean, this, you know, people are talking about this Gomez or Gomez. Yeah, yeah, it's Ponzi. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I, I haven't seen enough of him. I mean, he, he looks sharp, you know, he looks sharpish, but. Um, I got a couple, a couple of goals and assists the other day for Swansea in a cup, but yeah. Some uh, yeah, scallywag. Go on. Some scallywag in the uh, chat room, I've got to say it before it disappears, it says that we should uh, try and get Mings from Ipswich and give him Williams as part of the deal. Yeah, this is not the first time I've seen that mentioned, and obviously uh, Johnny's also been linked apparently with a, with a move to Aston Villa for a few million quid as well, but uh, again, I want to see what Pardew makes of him as well, you know. <coughs> Excuse me, back in training. He wasn't involved today, which I was quite surprised to see. I don't know if it's got any uh, anything to do with the fact that whether how what, what point his deal to Ipswich terminated. But I thought he was technically able to play in the same way Glenn Murray was today. But no, no sign of him. Um, difficult one. What do you reckon, Joe? Uh, I told you I know one of his friends really, yeah. really well, and I was with him last night. Funny enough, and he said that. You know, he, he wants to stay, he wants to fight for his place, and he sees his future at Palace. So which which I thought was interesting because yeah. to be honest with you, I hadn't I haven't heard anything and I I honestly thought that after his second spell, you know, I, I thought it was probably curtains for him. Um I'm 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 so undecided because my heart says he, he loves the club, we love him, he's a good player. Is he going to get any better? Is he, you know, I, I would what I would hate for him to happen, right? Is for him to go to Ipswich. Just say we we sell him to Ipswich. He has a screamer and he turns up at, at say Hull next season, mm. and then he has the top. You know, he has. We know what he can do. We've seen yeah. what he does. You know, and, and I would hate it to be used against us, knowing that we know how good he is. You know, sometimes yeah, you face don't fit. Sometimes you want to go and, and further your career, you know. And I like Williams, and I'd yeah. hope he would stay, but I really don't know. It's my, my, people, a lot of people on the message boards about him. Um, you know, him and Bannon being similar players, and Bannon being the more rounded and the more um, reliable professional, if you like. Um, you know, less likely to get injured, better on, you know, with, on, with both feet kind of thing. Um, and I just have this dream where I, where they're both playing for us in midfield. And I know it sounds stupid the way we look at the <laughs> Too club light, now. You think that, but to me, people always forget this about Johnny Williams that he is not actually he's not lightweight at all. I mean, he was when he first broke in, but he's an absolute unit now. But he's just got legs made of balsa wood. But but he's I mean the injuries as well. It, it, everyone says that as well, Nick. And I I find myself thinking it, and I'm thinking all the times he's been injured, but. How many of those that took the two major injuries has been from him being kicked to pieces, you know, with really bad challenges, and he's actually come back from them, and he's had a few muscular injuries while coming back. But other than that, he's you know he's been very very unlucky, I, I think, and I just want to see him fit for an extended period of time, and I'm sure that's all he wants as well, and it would be great to see. But I think he can play with Bannon, I really do. Um, he, um, and that's he, gone. He never gets injured playing for us, does he, Williams? He always <laughs> no, exactly. somebody else. Always. Yeah, and that's what happens when you're out on loan. Um, yeah. Lions550 in the chat room says, I understand My what you're saying about... He understands what yeah. it's saying about um, Johnny Williams. But you'd rather let him find his level and get a sell-on clause for him than land bank him and stop him from realising his potential. Yeah, I oh, completely the, see the, the argument. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not going to happen because the, the thing is, from, from like I say, my mate has known him 
well, he lived with him for, for six years. He, my mate's got a host house, Palace host house, or he used to have a Palace host house for the young players. And, and, you I know, think they're host houses. Well, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, if, if Johnny realises that his future isn't at Palace, I think he, he, his heart tells him to stay here and try. And, he, and, and I know that he wants to try. But as soon as he realises, or if he realises, that he isn't going to, he'll be gone. He, 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 I think he's moved on from being you know, the immature kid. You know, he's a bloke now. And I think if, if that happens, he will go. Um, you know, that's, that's my mate reckons that, that, that that's what it is anyway. And, and, and of all people, you know, he knows him extremely well. Um, so, but yeah, I hope, I hope his future's at Palace. But if it isn't, then, you know, we'll find out pretty soon. And I, I think the next time he does leave us, I think it will be permanent. Mm. I don't think, I think if he gets found out again, I think it will be a, it will ask for a permanent, it, it'll ask to be sold. Um, or, or, or he might even get his hand, you know, forced. And if Pardew yeah. says he's not part of it, then he will be up for he'll be put up for sale. So you know, I can see a huge clear out. And like I said before, I think you know at the end of this season, no matter what, up or down, you know, stay stay up or go down, um, we're probably going to lose five out, maybe four or five out of that squad today that we that yeah. played today. You know, so there'll be huge changes no matter what at Palace. All right. Well, let's. Um, I'll finish finish up today with a little roundup of the last of the communication off of Twitter. We had a full, uh, forward reviews request go out. Uh, CPFC Northwest has gone for We're Gonna Beat Spurs. Stuart Lynham has gone for Bannon plays equals goals. He's used an equal symbol as a word. Nick, yeah, you're a I teacher. You're a teacher. What do you feel about that? If he'd written the word equals, we'd allow it. Oh, okay. So he can't allow it because he's used a symbol. That's why you're a teacher. Yeah, thanks for that, Nick. Thanks for clarifying there. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Leon's gone for off to Maldives tomorrow, which is incredibly unfair of him, considering most of us are all back to work tomorrow and some of us are incredibly ill as well. Um, Jordan Carter has gone for win cup, stay up, like it. That's very optimistic. Carl uh, Mortimer has gone for very, very, very professional. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of cheating, isn't it? Uh, I have got another one. Bear with me. I'm going to find it any second now. Oh, uh, Lucy's telling us us off for mentioning the Villa game. Sorry about that, Lucy. Um, you're right. Should never have talked about it, should we? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that that almost does. Yeah, I think I think I pretty much covered. Got a bit it. of silence. It'd be a shame to leave it on this awkward silence now. As I continued scrolling through the Twitter feed, we're going to have to think of something else to say that ends the show properly. What, apart from buy, uh, we could say that. But Nick, you go on. Well, I don't know. That's yeah. Someone taking the mick out of gel. My mate's mate says mate's mate. Yeah, okay, gel. How do you feel about that, gel? Uh, I don't even want to say his name. My mate Neville Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's defending it. So it's my mate's there. It's Neville Miller's got the host house, and and he stayed <laughs> with him for years. With um, with Gregory, with Dave Gregory as well. So, but um, answers, yeah. answers. So there you Burnley. go. So it was just me, just me mates. It's my mate, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Well, uh, that's an incredibly low key end to the show, but I think it's appropriate considering we're back a week early. So consider this to be a reaction and a practice show, if you like, for our full return next week. 
Sunday at 8 p.m. It will be, you'll be excited to know, it'll actually be uh, a video show of some sort. You'll be able to follow us on Google Hangout. Quite oh, why the uh-huh. hell you'd want to do that, I really don't know. I've been told to a brief look on transfer update on Albert's scouted player. I've been asked to talk about that. I don't know what that means. I don't know if, Nick, if Mikey's got a clip or something. If he has, he'll probably play it. Otherwise, you'll just hear the bye music when I say this. Bye. 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 It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.